Hello, welcome to What's the Tea? I'm R to the Edgy. I'm Nick Jew. <sighs> What's up? We didn't even have a pre-production meeting, but I feel like you already know the things that I would like to discuss. Yeah, I know. You know what I do want to talk about because we didn't have time on the other show? What? Drag Race UK. Yeah. Um, so my fave is gone. I know. Well, I one know. of my faves because I'm team Bimini Bamboo Lash. I know you are. And Bimini won the Snatch Game. I know. That was really, I was, I, I, I mean, I think watching her trajectory, I was not impressed with her on the first episode. And I was like, oh. Because Bimini got right in the quarantine. She was like, I'm going to stand on my head on a chair and bust my pussy open. Right. Like I'm doing things. So the, so before quarantine, I spoiled it for myself because I kept seeing the quarantine episode and like nothing after it. And then finally they loaded an episode after it and I started watching it and I was like, fuck, I missed the before quarantine episode. So they, um, before quarantine, they did the song. I think so. Well, it wasn't before quarantine. It was before the quarantine episode. So they quarantined for like seven months because they kind of got their shit together faster in the UK. Our theater queen, our beloved Veronica had tested positive for COVID before they were due to come back, which was very sad. Then they had the, they had three previous Queens who went home except for Jenny because RuPaul said, Jenny not coming up in here because Jenny didn't already had hers because she quit, basically. <laughs> right. She's like, you go, you're not going to walk off the motherfucking stage in the, at the beginning of a lip sync. Uh, and think you're going to come back here for a second chance. So it was Joe, who had gone home first. Um, first. Cherry, Diamond, Lovely Pie, somebody. Sherry Pie. Stop it. I don't know. We're not, and we, right. child, we're not talking about that motherfucking shit. Uh, cherry something. Child. Right. And somebody else. Oh, Estina looking so fucking hot with that so goatee. Hot. My so God. Hot. And of course, they voted Joe to come back, which I think was the good choice because she went home in the first episode. Nobody really got to see what she really could do as a performer. Boom. So... They do a musical challenge. I will give fucking taste all the props in the world. That's how you choreograph for different levels of, of dance talent. That's okay. how you do that. Okay. You have okay. everybody looking cute. You simplify the moves. You put that shit in a cute little sequence and you repeat it. Thank you. I love it. It doesn't have to be that complicated. I loved it. That song was long as shit. I mean, and I was really not prepared to hear the exact same song for the both groups. For real, like, oh God, we okay, all right. I am UK hun, all right, right, all right. UK hun. I was like, am I in Teletubby hell? What is this fucking song? <laughs> sing, sing, song, sing, sing, Big bang, 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 UK hun. Um, and the first group, they fucking killed it. It was Tace, Lawrence, and who am I forgetting? Mm. Ja. 
Oh, Bimini. Meh, forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> Bimini, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the second group was Sister, Tia, and Joe. And Sister got them fake-ass chick-lit teeth. Get your money back. I don't know why anybody in the UK is giving people teeth. Right. Go to she, another she country. She went to the same place that Asia O'Hara went to, child. <laughs> Go to another country where they care about teeth if you're going to get new ones. Okay. Uh, sister got a whole lot of flick, fix the flat in her face during the quarantine. She said, look, <laughs> I got a little bit of money. <laughs> I just love how Tia was like, I kept my hair the same to keep continuity. <laughs> okay. Other bitches look totally different. I'm. I didn't. I didn't need the facial recognition software to be like, "Who is this?" <laughs> right. Um. And RuPaul had a. Um. We were all rooting for you moment because Joe wore H and M dress in the challenge. She said, and and Michelle tried to help her out, being like, "Uh, from Poshmark. Shout out to Poshmark." Right. And uh, Joe was like, "No, even worse, H and M." And RuPaul was like. The 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 lo- the most the most iconic line from the show now. What one of? What did she say? I, I don't want to see any more. Oh, I don't, don't see, see any more, more fucking H and M. Quite as kept the dress that uh, she had on for the runway wasn't all that sophisticated either. It was just what a look. It was just a look. Jesus. And two, two people had, were a bag of chips. Right, a huge controversy. Um, and then Tia was the ice cream cone, and they were like, uh, "Yeah, they were like, baby, we asked you to elevate your drag." And she was like, "I did everything except for this fucking ice cream cone." Right, <laughs> everything. Oh, okay. So then Joe went home. Obviously, I mean, duh. At least, at least she tried in the lip sync. I mean, you know, I think the thing is, like like I said, when she went home the first time, is that some <laughs> people are not, the, they're not the kind of competitors that are suited for a reality competition like RuPaul's Drag Race. Charlie Hyde. Even though, bay, 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 um, even though they are performers of, of note. Yes, yes. Um, and then the next episode was their snatch game, which I had to Google like almost everyone that they were doing. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Uh, um, I poor Tia, she did Mel B, which is like, how do you fuck Mel B up? I mean, I wouldn't be able to do Mel B because all of my references are 30 years old. Yeah. I, I mean, was, I think she was the host of something, or I don't know America, what else she did. Like, America's Got Talent, or one of those. One of those. But, like, if you live in the UK, you should be able to pull out a Mel B. Yeah. I didn't know who the fuck Taste was, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then, I don't know, I still don't know who Bimini was, but they were dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Tia was like, I'm about to kill him with this runway. And they were like, girl, <laughs> what is this? I, 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 good for her. I love her. I she's, love her. She's the UK La La Ree. Like, 
I love, uh, not too much on La La Rue. <laughs> I love the Tia Coffee experience. She's so funny in the interviews. She's not the La La Rie in the sense that she's not the performer La La is. Yes. Just the personality for me. But it's like, oh, bless, bless you. I love you. Yeah. And because they're like, you look like Naomi, bitch. Why do you keep wearing grandma clothes? Right. Why? Why? RuPaul's like, I will fucking fight you right now. Look how fucking skinny you are. Why do you keep wearing an ice cream cone? 4K. And that was one of those desperation uh, lip syncs. But Lawrence was like, fuck that shit. I'm not going home. Okay. And that was that. I really, I am starting to get a little nervous now because Tia gone, Astina gone. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't think Taste will win. No. But I think Taste will make it to the, the top. I think she's gorgeous on stage. I just don't find her um, um, a magnetic presence. I texted you and said that she was the human... Did I say it, tell you this? I tweeted it too that she was the human equivalent of a Virginia Slim. <laughs> she's just like well, a, this has been <laughs> the very like, last episode. She's just of like a gorgeous, fucking gorgeous Virginia Slim. That's that's taste. Not a. I'm so upset <laughs> with you. And and mostly because of the accuracy, <laughs> but I just need you to know that I am so upset. I, with I won't you. be taking any questions about what that means. <laughs> you just have to know. <laughs> you just have to know. <laughs> I just look at her and I just see a fucking a skinny. You just cigarette. see a fucking pink and green outfit with a fucking just for me. And not even uh, yes, and not even the cigarette itself. Just the lady who smokes that cigarette. That's taste. Yeah, of course. That's taste. So upset. Um, no, I'm not calling him a homophobic slur. <laughs> Let me be clear. No, I I understand. Yes, yeah. Good. Oh, oh, ew. No, I would never. Yeah, no. Calling him a marasposa. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Uh, anyway, what's the tea? Bing, bang, I'm ready bong. to get out of here. <laughs> Bing, no, stop. No. Bing, bang, I'm not okay, hun. You I'm not okay, hun. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Um, the tea is you finally listened to a motherfucking album that I've been telling you to listen to for 511 years. Hotels. That's the tea. The what tea you... is when have I ever steered you wrong? <laughs> it wasn't that. It was just I I just wasn't in the mood for music. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. I'm listening. I'm like watching TV, like Senate hearings, whatever. It's just in my work Child, day. I they still got a Senate. Child, kinda. I wish they would let them fight. I really. I just want because I know. I don't, again, I'm not putting on my cape for anybody, but I go up for motherfucking Sheldon Whitehouse. Like, I'm I'm about to move to motherfucking Rhode Island behind who, Sheldon Whitehouse. Who is he? He be calling, 
He's the, I don't know if he's the junior or senior senator from Rhode Island, but he don't want to be calling them motherfuckers stupid, <laughs> dumb, corrupt to their face and dare somebody to say something. Sheldon Whitehouse and Sherry Brown from Ohio don't give a raggedy fuck about it. Mike Lee, Josh Hawley, or Raphael, or none of them niggas. Yeah, fuck Josh Hawley. Like, how you gonna be giving the Black Power Fist on on Wednesday and four Wednesdays later be talking about these 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 criminals? Like, nigga, wasn't that what? Ain't that your power? Ain't that your Paul Ran? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Ain't that your cousin? Right. Did you just say Paul Ran? <laughs> yes, I did. Aww. Uh, I, think I, it, know, I know. I know. <laughs> I think it was a senator from Connecticut who was like, I will not be lectured about partisanship by the motherfuckers who fan the flames of a violent. Oh, you mean Richard Blumenthal? Yes. He was like, He don't be giving a fuck you. me, <laughs> He was like, you fucking voted to overturn an election and fan the flames of a violent insurrection. Don't lecture me about partisanship. These hoes talking about uh, all these people being nominated for cabinet positions. Oh, well, he can't be the Secretary of, of Health and Human Services. He's not a doctor. And Alex Azar was? Uh, what was Betsy DeVos's she educational even read. history? She couldn't even uh, read. Ben, ben Carson got gifted hands, but what the fuck do that got to do with housing and urban development? Not a damn. What the fuck do Kristen Nielsen <coughs> had to spit every time Ugh. I say that hoe's name? Ugh. What the fuck does she got to do with Homeland Security? Ugh. And you gonna talk about Neera Tandon's temperament and fucking Supreme Court Justice Rake Kavanaugh gonna be out here t- telling Sheldon Whitehouse, so what do you like to drink? Yeah. But you want to talk about Neera Tandon's temperament because she said the fucking truth. Yes. Goodbye. Gone. So anyway, you have not been in the mood to listen to music. Right. But then I listened to Hotels. What would you guess is my favorite song? Well, I, I suspect that it's multiple things. That it it moves. Well, I've only listened to it twice. I listened to it back to back that day, and I've been wanting to revisit it. I probably will tomorrow. So my hmm. first, my first favorite. Then I would say uh, I can sing them, but I can't. I have to look up the titles. Yeah, because they don't uh, say they don't say this title in this song. I literally text you like someone's name and an exclamation. No. Oh. I it's not put it down, is it? It's on it. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh. I mean that was I mean that was my I mean dive in it, take your time with it, little bow legged hood nigga with a nine inch. Put it in my face. Babe. <laughs> I would like that tattooed <laughs> on my person. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about, <laughs> if you could paint a picture, like. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Ari Lennox's voice, first of all. First of all. And I love a good old nasty sex song. 
I mean, they are squalling about penis. Yes. <laughs> and I have never felt so seen. So seen. So seen. I was like, when do are me and Reggie going to do a hotels album? <laughs> okay. Squalling like, about penis and gyration. They were, like, it felt like, it felt like... Jordan and Pippin out here like <laughs> hollering, doing riffs and runs, doing slam dunks on notes, talking about sit on it. I was like, oh y'all are y'all okay. It has you are singing about a real moment. Something has manifested itself to you. Right. This and I also right. love the the interlude where she's like, and if I told you who it was, you would be like, bitch, do you know what Google says? <laughs> Do you know what that dick says? Do you know what that dick says? <laughs> it spoke life. It spoke listen. Healing. Listen. Turmoil. <laughs> Turmoil. I don't relate to that part, but yes. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, I meant the life and healing part. <laughs> um, yeah, I I also the first time I cause uh for Three of these were singles that came out before yeah, the, the EP dropped. Um, Pick Up Your Feelings, Lost One, and Girl Like Me. And Girl Like Me, I was just like, meh. And then... I love I Pick Up I Your Feelings. It. Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. But the third time I heard, because I, you know me, I always play things straight through and I don't skip. Right. Um, the third time I heard Girl Like Me, I was like... Oh, this is the fucking song. Yeah. Um, I do you have a a sort of one that you're like meh? Mm, I don't really know yet. It's a playthrough for me. I didn't feel any one of them I needed to skip. Yeah. Well, it's only really like five songs. Right. I have to listen to it a couple more times before I can say definitively. But I don't think there was anything that I was like, oh, I don't really like this. Yeah. I mean. Uh, bodies, pick up your feelings, put it down on it, price tags, lost one, the other side, and girl like me. Yeah. They're all really elite. And I love the interludes. I wish it was longer. Obviously, everyone did. It's an EP, not an album. I understand. Yeah. But I did want it to be longer. I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm going to revisit it, I believe. I have one pet peeve. Hmm. My one pet peeve is in Rashida's tale when Rashida talks about the story of how she cheated on her girlfriend, her live-in girlfriend with her best friend. Mm. Um, when she says the story, when you listen to it again, she right, she keeps saying, we ended up moving to in together mm -hmm. or we ended up sleeping together and i'm like no 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 there, there's some responsibility i need you to take ma'am <laughs> you don't like, just end up you don't just you don't end up moving in with someone someone asks someone says yes and there are logistical I mean, things that happen i you mean you don't end up sleeping I, with okay i mean <laughs> there have been a situation where you like where like i met someone we started hanging out and we just never stopped hanging out that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Which led to us I need, living I need together. I need Rashida to take some accountability for herself, though. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, end, I ended up robbing a bank, and, <laughs> I you mean... know, I just felt really sad. 
If she didn't go to the bank with the intention of robbing it, then yeah. Like, why are you going out with her friend without her, Rashida? <laughs> what What are you What are you doing? Right. Also, her friend is a fucking dog ass rat. I have to hear it again. I don't recall. <laughs> um, I'm 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 glad. I am glad. Uh, what's the tea with you? Okay, Mad James. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let me get a drink. <laughs> Shit. Are you caught up? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, hometown. hometowns, quote, unquote. Um, <laughs> Zoom town. So, there, I looked up Nima Colon. We're going. Uh-huh. We're going when outside opens. It's in Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, I was like, I already got my microchip, child, so. Yeah. But I don't know that it's open right now. They have, like, oh, week, they have bookings only for weekends, like, next month, this month, and then nothing else. Their calendar is not open for the rest of the year. Hmm. So I don't know if that means it's booked or if people are, like, are they just not, you know. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, it has, like, hotel, traditional hotel, like, a lodge, a spa, restaurant, casino. Um, and then there's, like, houses that you can rent. That's obviously where they have the families. And then they have, like, mansions if you're, like, a large group or family. So that's where we're going. Yeah, Nima Colin. Um, So, hometowns this week. He's down to four girls. Traditionally on the show, he would fly to each of their hometowns and the girls plan, quote unquote, the date. Right. Based off of hometown activities, things they want to show him. Sometimes they'll go back to their high school or like whatever. So um, Michelle was first. I think so. Uh, This is the episode where in which we learned that all the black girls are mixed and Serena is not black at all. I did not think Serena was black. I knew that she was from the diaspora. She's not. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying that's what I thought. Yeah, black. (laughs) I thought she was... I thought all the remaining women of color were black. I knew that Brie had an Iranian mother because it was like one of the first things she told us. I did not... I did not have an inkling that one of Michelle's parents was not black. It didn't ever cross my mind. I didn't either, actually. Yeah, it didn't ever cross my mind. And then um, I thought Serena, I thought it, I thought one of Serena's parents was black. Yeah. Yeah. And I was not aware that Lady Antebellum was Latina. Uh, I I was very surprised. I mean, I wasn't, uh, but I didn't. Right. It wasn't a thing that I thought on its on its face. I was like, oh, and then when I I was like, oh, that makes sense. I mean, we don't know because her last name is like Kirk Connell, mm-hmm. but her father looked vaguely Latino to me. Was that her father? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, so Michelle's hometown, she took him to her class, which was so cute. They had her students on Zoom, like, is that your boyfriend? And other nosy ass questions that children 
always ask grown people. Like none of your fucking business. <laughs> right. Kid. I just loved to see her with her students. It was so precious. I know. I I I think I I know I want him to pick her, but I don't think he will. In a, in a way, I love Michelle so much that I don't want him to pick her. Is that bad? Sure, 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 sure. No, I I I know what you mean. I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but I don't want her to be the Bachelorette either. Like I want her to run. Far, no, I want her to get free away. from the yeah. whole situation. Yeah, immediately, if not sooner. Um, and then he met her parents. Her father is an adorable older black gentleman. No. Her mom was so sweet, too. She looks, like, exactly like both of her parents. Yeah. She just seems to come from, like, good stock. Like, her parents seem like great people. She has a great relationship with her family. I just love Michelle so They seem healthy. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were kind of, like, seemingly shocked that she would do something like this. Mm-hmm. And they were, yeah. like, pleasantly surprised to see how happy she was and, like, how normal-seeming the whole situation was and how normal Matt seemed to them. I don't recall if he... I think the daddy was like, are you in love with Michelle? And he was like, uh, I can't say. But I think similarly to Lauren's dad, when uh, when he sat Cam down... Child. Was like, oh, Cam hey, hey, I have a, I have a black daughter. I'm a mm-hmm. black man. I have a black daughter. If you make her cry, I'll be your ass. I, I will spread your entrails in my backyard <laughs> and light them shit on fire. And I don't recall if Michelle told, told Matt that she was in love with him. Yeah, well, I know who told. I know who told Matt she wasn't. Chow cheese. So then Serena was next. And she took him on a tour of Canada where they ate a bunch of food that looked cold and unappetizing. <laughs> no comment. Most notably that poutine with that thick ass gravy. It's just, it doesn't look appetizing to me. And I don't, I've seen poutine that didn't look like that. This shit looked like the fucking food that they put like in the cart on display, like to show you what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> Everything they ate looked nasty as fuck. (laughs) Terrible. Everything they ate looked disgusting. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you really love her. This this is some some Vegemite shit. Because, like, the concept of poutine... Ooh, yuck. The concept... Sorry if we have any Australian listeners. I don't think we do. The concept of poutine, like, hell yeah. Gravy, cheese curds, like, put it in my mouth. But that particular, and plus it's like hotel poutine. I'm pretty sure Pennsylvania isn't known for its authentically delicious poutine. <laughs> uh, I think not. Yeah. So then um, we met her parents, her family, her sister and mother and father. She's her mother's Indian or Southeast Asian. Gorgeous family. Um, Serena's 22. I feel like she shouldn't have made it this far in the process, especially since after their last date, she was like, I didn't really enjoy touching you. And it bothered me when you kissed me. <laughs> like, I know. I she, know. she shouldn't have accepted that rose last week. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, like, 
that that to me i think is the the problem about this that feels frustrating is just like i think people get caught up in the competition of it all yeah and and sort of lose sight of the like are you trying to marry this nigga or not? Nah? And I don't think Serena was like trying to win. Maybe it's her Canadian niceness that she's just like, well, he he offered me the rose, so of course I'm gonna take it. And that date, nah, sort of, girl. <laughs> and that date sort of took a turn um, when they had dinner. I think that she began to like loosen up a bit and enjoy herself more. But like, she's not ready to be anybody's wife. Piper. As much as she thought she was in love with Matt James, I don't think she was ready to be anybody's wife either. She reminds me of, like, a cute D1 athlete's girlfriend in college. But, like, a wife? <laughs> oh, I don't know shit. about a wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, So then he went... As, oh, Serena's mom was like... I don't know, girl. And Serena was like, mm, I don't know either, girl. I don't know either. Yeah. So then he went um, to meet the family, Rachel, and I completely tuned out. I cannot, other than the fact that I looked up at the screen, I was like, he looks Latino. That's the only thing I remember about that date. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, um, I, I think, yeah. Uh, because I've never been this deep into the this a season before watching like consecutive episodes and and like being quasi invested on people's journeys I think I was just like oh I'm I'm it's that it, for me it's like that feeling that when you get close to the end of a book that you're like you're like oh this is gonna be over soon okay yeah. let me start to disengage because I know this is gonna be disappointing I was just like ugh. Yeah. I know something fucked up is going to happen. And I knew I had suspected in my, my spidey sense was like, something fucked up is going to happen on this episode. Let me just not, not invest <laughs> at all. Yes. There's definitely fuckery afoot, uh, this deep in the process. You know, you already know. <laughs> yes. Cause I even feel like even with Victoria, Victoria, um, as my New Orleans relatives say, uh, <laughs> like I, I, I knew that there's there's more heartbreak and snot and fucking door slamming and and fantasy sweet bullshit and all that motherfucking shit left to go. I'm ready. Oh my god, the fantasy sweets! I forget that that's the week after hometowns. Yeah, I was like, I know he gonna be uh peening these women down. I won't say dicking down because he don't strike me like the type. <laughs> Matt doesn't have dick. He has penis. Yeah, he gonna be peening these ladies to the to the to the uh to the the, the box spring. I tell you they will not be squalling about his penis next week. No, I don't think he's a bow a bow legged hood nigga with a nine inch. <laughs> I can tell you that for but most certainly. <laughs> um so I ignored their date and then it yeah. was uh Brie whose mom is looks like she's my age, which made me wanna jump through my window. <laughs> and so she has like a twenty four year old daughter, another daughter, and a fresh baby. Fresh. Couldn't be me, child. She better than she better than both of us. Child. 
because I barely keep these plants alive. I'm doing good with my plants, actually. Oh, that's good. I've got some great tips. You can use banana peels, soak it in your water, and then water your plants with the banana peel water. Orange peels actually work equally well. And then also a little bit of hydrogen peroxide in your plant water. That You did tell me that. That but mimics rainwater. Say, uh banana peels and orange peels like i'm eating regular fresh fruits and vegetables oh. <laughs> every day like well when my mom was here she has to eat a banana every day so mm -hmm. i tried to like buy a bunch of bananas last week and they didn't i didn't eat them so i'm sticking with the orange peels because i'm i can at least commit to eating an orange peel an orange at least once a week in order to wa water my plants i was like if popeyes doesn't make it then i'm not <laughs> Um, and I know we're going to get there because we are going to fight, but it's okay. It's fine. Um, yeah, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. People come here for the conflict anyway. Right. But yeah, so that date was dry as hell. Uh, yeah. Bree, I mean, I always knew that she was going to make it to the last part, but I just never, I've always been quite indifferent about her. Nothing about her moves me one way or the other. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so the dates happen. It's fucking almost time for the rose ceremony. What a name, Serena comes mm -hmm. over and she dumped Matt on his own show. <laughs> he was like, you not, she was like, you not gonna tell me you not in love with me, motherfucker. I'm not in love with you. Right, bye. You can't fire me, I quit. Which, you know, I feel like if he were really paying attention, he would not have given her a rose last week and kept Piper. But I also know that he wasn't... I really was very surprised that he did not give Piper a rose because I thought, I was like, oh, they actually really, really like each other. I think he likes Piper, but I think it was friend vibes for him and he didn't want to lead her on any further because he knew that she was like totally in love with him already and he definitely wasn't like ready to meet her family sure that's fair which is why as much as i want to be frustrated and eye rolly i really do like matt james i think he's a stand-up human being and i think that some of the moves that he's made that were clearly his moves and not producer influenced have pointed in the direction of like this is an actually nice human being sure sure um, so then she break up with him. He cried a little bit. Did he cry? Which is just like, come on, man. You knew it wasn't going to really be her anyway. Right. Um, the other girls show up and Michelle is like, wait a minute, bitch. It's only three roses only and three, three hoes. It's only three roses and three hoes. Which is why I'm like, why do the rose ceremony? Just have some drinks and chill out with them tonight then. Have a fucking foursome, you know? Yeah. Like, release the tension. Yeah. Uh, so, they did that. They certainly did. <laughs> and next week, we see a preview that possibly uh, Lady Antebellum, Rachel Rachel, is going to be leaving. I think that's for the cameras. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's clever editing. 
because there's no way that everybody involved will be on this motherfucking apology tour if she didn't win or make the finale. So, Matt James had put out a statement. Child, that old fucking... Michelle put out a statement, too. Mm, yeah, she sure did. She sure did. She was like, as the as the representative for the Wakanda uh, contingent, I'm here to say some things. She basically was like, all the black girls that was on the show, we did not know about this motherfucking bullshit. And I guarantee you, if we did, shit would have gone differently. We would have fucking stomped that hoe because we got all these bitches out of here. We would. She would have been no motherfucking different. Right. And whatever that beard is, he's wearing on the women tell all. I need you to not, <laughs> sir. Uh. Okay, Matt James has said the past few weeks have been some of the most challenging of my life. And while there are several episodes left of the season, it is important that I take the time to address the troubling information that has come to light since we wrapped filming, including. <laughs> Ooh, the incredibly disappointing photos of Rachel Kirkconnell and the interview between Rachel Lindsay and Chris Harrison. The reality is that I'm learning about these situations in real time and it has been devastating and heartbreaking to put it bluntly. Chris's failure to receive... This is the part where I was like, thank you, Matt James. Fuck yeah. Chris's failure to graciously and patiently... Ex- Sorry. Chris's failure to receive and understand... The emotional labor that my friend, Rachel Lindsay, was taking on by graciously and patiently explaining the racist history of the antebellum South, a painful history that every American should understand intimately, was troubling and painful to watch. As black people and allies immediately knew and understood, it was a clear reflection of a much larger issue that the Bachelor franchise has Fallen short on addressing adequately for years. This for, for years. Years. This moment has sparked critical conversations and reporting, raised important questions, and resulted in inspiring displays of solidarity from the Bachelor Nation. It has also pushed me to reevaluate and process what my experience on The Bachelor represents, not just for me, but for all the contestants of color, especially the black contestants of this season and seasons past, and for you, the viewers at home. I will continue to process this experience and you will hear more from me in the end. My greatest prayer is that this is an inflection point that results in a real and institutional change for the better. I fuck with it. I did. I read that and I was like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds, it also sounds like it went through some anger translation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if this, if, like, I, I want to see that, I want to see this Matt James on the show. Yes. Well, because I think, I think he felt like he got put. He felt played. Yes, because he got put in a position to be a token and he addressed the, the importance of the barrier that he was breaking with a person he thought was in a, in a position to hear and understand and, and that he could confide in. And then he hears this motherfucker talking over and being hella condescending to Rachel Lindsay when she was like, my dude, this is really fucking insensitive. And he's like, ah, let's give the kid a break. Right. 
but I, I think it is it's it's similar to that experience where you're like defending your white coworker friend colleague and saying they're like they're not that bad and then you like see the tape of them calling your friend uppity and you're like oh sh- oh, oh which is why a lot of black people were uh kind of riled up when he fucking stopped the show to have that like i'm not necessarily gonna pick a black person i'm not necessarily gonna pick a white of person. course yeah. exactly yeah we were mad yeah and now yeah, he yeah, sees why mad. because you got played matt james well and and that's and that's like part, like part of me is just like y- you what did you think you can't be that naive i think he is you know what though I gotta charge that to his head. Yeah. Because if you grew up in this country. Right, in North Carolina. <laughs> come on and raise up, take your hood off, twist it around your head like a helicopter. Like, are you are you kidding me? But by a single white mom. I. But like, uh, and, and you know what? And here's where I will, I, I do feel in a, I do feel in a more gracious space about that man than I have felt before is that like, I don't understand what it's like to grow up not surrounded by powerful examples of black people, especially black women. And we don't know that he didn't. Um, but I do find in my, in my home, in my experience with, with white women who raise black children, they usually have this like resentment, towards other black women because of how they were shunned by their husband's family. Like that shit don't got shit to do with me. Of course, of course, of course. But I, but I also too mean, I, I think there's something different about like having powerful examples or, or friends or family or relatives, but like live it, you know, that, that it's it, it just, it, it's different. And not saying that it's better or worse, right. but it, 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 is, it is a profoundly different experience growing up with black relatives in your home yes. versus someone who identifies as black and has to come to that ide- come to that identity by noticing a difference instead of seeing a reflection in in your home life. I, so like yes, I recently caught up on Mixedish, which I think is such a cute show. I, I hate the way that Twitter has talked about these Kenya Barris. Tika you- Sumter is so fucking fine. She's it's so just it, it's it's insulting. It's the, upsetting me and my homegirls. The woman who plays Aunt Denise, who's like a comedy legend in Chicago from Second City and the like, she's the fucking best thing about the show. Um, but there was an episode where Rainbow had to fill out her ethnicity on a form at school and she wanted to like start a petition to add mixed or whatever. And so she was saying like but I'm not black. I'm mixed. And and it was like from the perspective of all the black people. So they changed the character to say the thing that black people hear when a mixed person says that, which is I'm not yeah. black. I'm better than you. I'm what? Yeah. I'm yeah. better than you. <laughs> um, and, and so the lesson that Rainbow got was I'm mixed, but I'm black. And, yeah. and I don't know that that has been Matt James's upbringing but i feel like that's where he is today yeah 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 yeah. absolutely absolutely and 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 i think because of my own by uh, my own relationships with biracial black people who have identified who have self-identified as i'm black, black but i'm better than you mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is it is sometimes refresh it is not sometimes it is like deeply refreshing um to to 
see black people who are biracial say like, I am black, period. And I have like, and I have multiple ethnic identities, but right. that does not change or dilute or, or, you know, call into question my blackness. Right. And I don't know about Matt James's relationship to his blackness before this experience. Right. Um, I, I don't know what his friend group looks like. I can assume that there are uh, not a great deal of other black people. I've, that... I've seen his Instagram. Right, right. But, you know, again, that doesn't tell me anything about the way he owns, identifies, and walks in his blackness. But I do feel... It tells me how he, cura- it tells me how he curates his, so- his social media yes, presence. Yes, I do find it a little disheartening that I had to watch Tasia in 2020 and Matt James in 2021 have a watershed moment about racism. Right. Yeah. You're grown (laughs) living in a black body for this whole time. And this in this raggedy ass country on this land, (laughs) on these stolen lands by these stolen hands, you're still having a, Oh, they really hate niggas over here. (laughs) Right. Including me. Well, goddamn. <laughs> well, I guess. Right. Maybe Martin Luther King had a point. Shit. Right. It just it's disheartening to me to watch have, have to watch somebody who's not white have I mean cuz it was disheartening for me to watch white people have a watershed moment about racism in 20 on January 20. 6th. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in May, 2016 in May. <laughs> you know, yeah. In 2009. Yeah. It was disheartening. But it, it it really hurts my heart to see a, a black person have one. Well, and especially because like uh, you and and I have had those realizations because those realizations come with pain. Yes. And so not wanting anyone to have to like go through that again yes. is just like, oh my God, how did you miss it? Yeah. Oh, well all right, I'm so sorry. Let me play these three songs, read these little books, smoke a little bit of this, drink a, a, a cup of that, and I'll see you at the meeting on Thursday. But but I don't have a great deal of sympathy for people who've been largely comfortable with their proximity to whiteness and being no. the black friend TM who are just now having an awakening. That, I'm like, I'm, you, this, you pick this. But I can understand... Yeah. Uh, a person being biracial and having to come to terms and like quote unquote pick a side when they've maybe been raised to believe that they never had to pick a side, especially I mean, as I will not be comforting you. Right. 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 Yeah. Especially as the world becomes more mixed and more people are multi-ethnic and whatever. But anyway, um, I know you have to run. I don't have a sport thing to talk about. I'm still very upset about baseball, but hopefully, I mean, we've made some, some, acquisitions and we're our pitching staff is improving which i do like the sound of that but i think i'm just going to be watching baseball as like an overall fan of the sport this year yeah um i also i don't know what sports are anymore um i i heard people play them and that they enjoy them and like whatever never heard of it um okay so I just want to say, I don't think it's nasty. I had it once, oh, and it did not hit 
like the chicken sandwich. I didn't say. I, I didn't. First of all, bitch. <laughs> I what I said was you and my mama said it was mid. You both gave me the impression, if not directly but indirectly, that it was not something that I needed to have. It was fine. No, that thing bussing. <laughs> You've had only one? I know your greedy ass has tried it more than once. I have not. I, well, okay, so here's what had happened was is I cause I knew we were gonna I knew we were gonna get on the microphone and discuss this. So I was trying to be a good motherfucking little journalist mm-hmm. and I went to uh seamless.com and maybe it was a little late in the evening, so they I don't know, but like I ordered a fish sandwich and uh six beignets but that's none of y'all business (laughs) why you gotta be Uh, like me why are you trying to be me um i started it so (laughs) those fucking beignets my god you won't talk about busting um but so i ordered i ordered a fish sandwich and a chicken sandwich for comparison and then the little uh seamless man called me and was like so we out of um we out of fish sandwiches uh so they sent me some extra chicken sandwiches and some other desserts and stuff. So I haven't, I haven't uh, had it a second time. Mm-hmm. My first impression was that they should stick to the rivers and the lakes that they're used to. I loved it. I, it, it wasn't nasty, but it didn't have me ready to fight somebody in the street like the chicken sandwich. I loved did. it. I ate the whole thing. I paid for it for the entire night because it was a big ass sandwich. Um, I was hella full. It's tasty, it's crunchy, it's crispity. It's oh, see, mine wasn't crunchy. Oh, see, yeah. And I got mine delivered, so it wasn't, like, piping hot because they were having issues. I had to order from, like, two different Popeyes in order to even get the shit. Um, but I, I'm not saying, like, I would stand in line for hours for it, but I didn't do that for the chicken sandwich. Either, yeah. I yeah, loved it. It, it might have been, been an execution problem, not a recipe problem. I'm going to have another one on Friday, so we could reconvene next week. I was like, I'm, I am I plan on ordering one last night. I'll probably have one tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'm not eating meat on Fridays during Lent, so if I am good about my diet and exercise and water intake for the rest of this week, I will be treating myself to one Friday evening. I hope you do treat yourself because I will say them them beignets. Baby. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> I just opened the DoorDash app and it's like, damn, nigga, more beignets. Right, right. All right. Uh, to, this is the day that the Lord has made. But it's not the day for you to try it. Bye. Bye. Bye.